of the History by the Glass podcast, we are back! Holy damn, COVID might not be ready for our return, but we sure as hell are. This week, Joey, do you like sports bars? Because we got two bars this week that are technically sports bars. Uh, it's our Olympic-sized return to glory, and that would have made a lot more sense had this episode come out in August in the middle of Olympic fever. My name is Nathan Bigale, and with me as always, directly to my right, is my good pal, better drinking buddy, the Clavin of my Peterson, Alfredo Moreno. How the hell are you, buddy? I don't even know. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> We're just we're just uh, playing with things. How now. do we we're do just, this? I don't know. We're in a room that is very echoey. We are in talking into a device that is brand new. Oh yeah, uh, it's giving you a red light. It's I don't. We, we discussed this <laughs> that the mics run a little hot. <laughs> yep, and yet you shoved that mic right into. Oh your yeah, mouth I talked right. Yeah, no, and belted gonna, out that intro. What's great is I'm going to gonna probably have to great. re-record it in oh, my in my yeah. private time in my work time <laughs> because it just keeps blaring. It's, it's like a uh, breathalyzer that just keeps going off. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a breathalyzer. Yeah, wow, well, every time I talk, it's flashing red, and every time you talk, thanks to the folks at Tazcam for telling me that oh, I am right, yeah, yeah. Uh Before we start, good buddy, yes. uh, we start oh, every yeah. one of these episodes uh, with a. Uh, uh, a good cheers, and here, well, here we go right now. Yes, and this... And cheers, uh, pal. Hold on, we're going to drink this. Oh, Let yeah. Describe it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it's American perfection, though, right Yeah, there. this beverage didn't used to be very special uh, no. around these parts of this podcast. It's a Ham's, a Ham's beer... America's classic premium beer born in the land of sky blue waters. And we're drinking them uh, straight from fluid 24-ounce cans into these... Beautiful glass, cheers worthy mugs. Yeah, um, they're 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 uh, Normsian. They're they're Peter, Pe- Petersonific uh, yeah, mugs. Yeah. Um, but, but you're a man who likes to partake in hams uh, more than for ceremonial things like this podcast. No, and I've it's been a, a little bit uphill sledding, hasn't it? Bill? I've got a I've got a bad confession to make here, and it is that I am a hams man, and I'm not, there aren't. Many of us left out in the world. Uh, why am I a hams man? Because uh, it's called hams, and it's a classic can, and I grew up with a cartoon bear Marketing, singing baby. A, yeah, singing a, a great uh, theme song that will never leave my brain. Uh, once it leaves my brain, I, I will leave this world. I, I don't want to live in a world where I don't know this theme song. Uh, the hams is, of course, uh, from... Uh, the land of sky blue waters, and it is uh, from the year of uh, since 1865. Wow, when we uh, ended the Civil War, wow. and so it's really America's beer, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and and you, good sir, were so uh, my God, uh, 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 loving uh, to track down uh, a big tall boy of this thing, a 24 ouncer. Wow. When my local Safeway has stopped carrying hams, there is a hole in the beer line for hams, and they keep the tag open, and they tell me that it's going to be there. Uh, but I think there's a, some sort of supply chain thing happening. Yeah, I don't want to alarm everybody out there. I know we've gone through hell these last 18-odd months, but one of the worst things I can say without any hyperbole that has come out of the pandemic is that some of our beloved... Budget macro beers have been really slow getting to the Portland metro area. And if that doesn't make you put on your goddamn mask and get your vaccination, 
in that hams just the ham supply chain has been disrupted and think of the children think of the children won't you think of the children out there and do the right thing keep hams flowing i i don't want to i dare i say the my beer my beer of choice the miller high life also i was having a little trouble a, a few months ago so i've been there i empathize with you i feel your pain uh, we're going to get through this though. We're going to get Miller high life and hams flowing through these bougie micro craft brew, uh, you know, pipes of ours here in Portland, do your part, get hams and high life back on the shelves in local Safeways. Uh, all right, Alfredo, this is our first, uh, uh, recording in a number of months. Oh, um, is it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it I is. I thought something was different. Um, do you want me to kick off the first bar or should we talk a little bit about where we've been, where what the... we've been up to, uh, the poor people in need think, talk about yeah. us at the yeah. end of our rope, uh, looking for hams. Think about the poor children looking for us uh, we, during the pandemic and us not being there. We are like feed. an abusive, uh, an emotionally abusive father. Uh, you know, yes, uh, we, uh, yes, our, I mean, our beloved 40 strong who subscribed to this podcast. I feel like we have so much experience to tell you that's exactly what we're looking They go, at. where the, where the fuck have you guys been? You haven't put out a podcast since July 3rd. Yep. I have, you were uh, all fired up about Bourdain day and the bar is reopening and then you just vanish off the face of the earth. I've interviewed so many people and they ask me, what do you do in your spare time? And I say, oh, my buddy and I, my creative partner and I, we run a great uh, historic bar podcast. And uh, uh, they say, what's it called? And I say, don't worry about it. We don't have any new episodes. We have it. We've got uh, episodes from 2014. And that's, that's all. All, all 40 of our subscribers are sitting on the porch with their sleeping bag and their fishing poles with their knees pressed together just <laughs> waiting for us to take them to the cabin not this month and no. we've been gone forever so we we've had we've we we did go to the bar let the record show i'm pointing my finger at nate very strongly hey, right we, now yes we we, we went the to the bar we went to the we went to two bars yes in july in late july fresh off our am i too close to you right now i feel like i'm maybe too close i don't know i'm don't shouting know. and pointing <laughs> Like I'm in your lap. Yeah, we uh, went to two bars right, right on the hot on the heels of this episode, and then everything started just falling to shit because we of our were, regular lives. We were very excited. My July. son got sick. Yes, uh, when we were at the second bar, I had to rush home. Yes, you had, had just we had some these we had fatherly some, things, uh, 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 scheduling kids difficulties. We uh, uh, we had the summer doldrums. Uh, we had our our, our uh, uh, birthdays in August. Oh, yeah. Birthday, and our, and our selfish vac- fox. You went on vac- vacation. Vacation. What and, are you thinking? Uh, well, I, uh, I was selfish in in that uh, because uh, during that vacation, I went to the uh, uh, happiest place on earth, where there are thousands Joe and th- yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, another person's happiest oh, place Coast. on earth. Oh, yes, okay. Uh-huh. okay. And uh, where there are thousands upon thousands of unvaccinated uh, uh, idiots uh, walking around. And I knew what I was walking into. And of course, vaccinated Nate uh, oh, no. contracted no. the thing we've been uh, talking about uh, for so, so long. Gonorrhea. Uh, exactly. And so now I am HPV positive. <laughs> 
and uh, I am I'm very very sorry to, uh, to to share that with everybody who is rooting for me to beat to to, to get through this uh, terrible terrible time. Nate Strong, we're Nate Strong on this podcast. Now and, uh, I have a GoFundMe for all of my medical bills that I would love for all of you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anybody who has a GoFundMe for a preventable virus such as this is uh, yeah is a real piece of shit. Well. Uh, uh, anyway, it, it was, uh, it was, our scheduling uh, it fucked really, up really our schedule. It, it really fucked up our schedule. But here's the good news: Nate's smell and taste have never been stronger. Look at oh, him wince can, over the hams, uh, which has been sitting in my car since this afternoon. God, I tastes, will say, it tastes like a Prius for Christ's <laughs> sake. Uh, it's it's great. No, I, I it's great. It's uh, just been a hell of a three months. It's been a hell of a three months. Yes, but we're but, back. But before all of this. We visited bars. Yes. We went out. We did it. And we did our due diligence. We spun the wheel of fortune and we picked up our bars and we yeah. knew what exactly we were doing. In spite of ourselves, we're going to keep this thing going, goddammit. So so here we are. Are yeah. you ready to kick off this episode? Are you ready God, to... God, no. It's okay. like riding an upside-down <laughs> rusted bicycle. Oh, man. But let's do it anyway. Oh, the upside down, down bicycle is one of my favorite positions. Now, I am ready to kick off this bar, uh, this first one that we've talked about, uh, and that's how I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to say uh, our next bar, our first bar of this episode, believe it or not, is the uh, uh, the much uh, talked about, the Ballyhooed Staniches. Staniches is a bar that we have mentioned 5,000 times on this 20-episode podcast. And guess what? Uh, That's the bar that we finally went to. Now, Alfredo, I'm just going to boot this right into your corner. And would you please tell us a little-known fact or many, many little-known facts about Stanich's in Northeast Portland? Wow, well... Uh, dear listener and dear Nate, I hope Thank you're you. ready. No, I'm, I'm going to take a nice nap. You, you, oh, no, you, you, you stay, kick me in the knee when I'm ready. stay right here, oh, pal. You just, you just, I'm going to lay down. Here's, I can't believe it. Here's the best thing about, I can't believe here's this the is best thing happen. about, uh, Stanich's, yeah. which is, uh, uh, for those of you who forget what this is all about, this is a podcast where we go to old bars based on a book written by a man called Paul Pinterich, who had a book called History by the Glass. He wrote two episodes. He wrote two versions of the book, and uh, first one was in '96. Next one was in '04. Stanich's was an original bar, of course it was, and Stanich's puts their history all over their walls. They've been interviewed countless times with long features. They have a ton of stories to tell. I am going to try to condense it as best I can. I'm going to talk fast, but not too fast. Nate, you interject whenever you want. Let's talk about Stanich's. Absolutely. Go for it, pal. Here we go. Stanich's established in 1949 by George and Gladys Stanich. How about that? It's not a clever name. There you go. Uh, it was a small nondescript uh, joint called the 10 Till 1 Tavern in Northeast Portland's Beaumont, Wilshire neighborhood. But let's zoom in and rewind at the same time a bit more uh, on the founding Stanich, on George. This is interesting now. George, first generation, uh, a first generation U.S. citizen. His father was born in Serbia. Okay, so he's he's from an immigrant family. Uh, he's a working stiff at the Railway Express Agency with a young family, uh, and Gladys has a medical issue, and they you know they need a little extra money. 
Okay, they need a little, little extra money. So he takes a job moonlighting as a bouncer at a dance hall, which leads him into this. Uh, he gets exposed to this world, this nightlife, right? Uh, and he has an opportunity as it goes to uh, buy and run a bar on Southeast 80th and Powell. This is in 1946. My God, what is at Southeast 80th and Powell right now? Well, 1946 is the year after World War II ends. Oh, yes. And I'm not sure, but my hearsay, my just conjecture, there's a bar there called Bucket Brigade. Yes. Which I've been to once or twice. I've been there three or four times. And uh, that's the only bar there. No clue if it's the same place, but that's the general crossroads. Okay. that? So we never, I don't know the name of this place because this is half-ass internet and or uh, newspaper behind glass at the restaurant research. <laughs> glary, glary research. Yeah. If you're just joining us or... <laughs> forgotten oh we're not very good at the take a pause go to episode one and listen to all of our research from all these episodes we're just two yutzes trying to just <laughs> express our love for old bars but, but we, we don't want to work that hard we got by god we're, we're doing it for, out of love and, and no monetary yeah, stake love and no well. polish exactly okay so back to standage so he opens Please. this unnamed joint and what does he do he hates it he hates this bar <laughs> he hates the heavy drinking the depression and worst of all he hates the punch board gambling. Oh, my God. So he quits. And he says he'll never run another bar again. Oh, no. And, of course, three years later, after a big business opportunity he's pursuing kind of fails related to the day job, he goes back to the saloon business uh, to make end meets, and the 10 till 1 is born in 1949. All right. Are you still with me, Nate? I'm here. Here we go. 10 till 1 is a phrase. Here I've we heard. go. Yeah. So at first... They don't even want to serve food at this place. They don't, uh, but eventually they really want a liquor license. Okay. Uh, and as you know, uh, liquor, if you're just serving beer and wine, make a little bit of money, bring in the booze. Now you get some drunks pouring all their paychecks out. Uh, but in Oregon, you can't serve booze and no food. So they make the fateful decision to install a grill at the 10 till one tavern. Even back then, even back then you couldn't do it because uh, you can still so. do that or still right now. Yeah, still, yeah. Uh, you if you go to, to San have, Francisco, you can, yeah. you can get blackout drunk and all the liquor you want. You don't have to have any food wow. at all. What a, what a, Here in Oregon, we got to serve something. And that hung around for 70 years. I yeah. Bet, all right. Long. Yeah. Okay. And so they put this grill, they start cooking up burgers, which Gladys, uh, she has a heavy hand in perfecting this thing called a Stanich burger. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Probably. Uh, the burger will, might come up later on. Yes. And, and this is definitely a mom and pop place. Gladys is working the grill. Her spatula is still hanging there behind the grill. It's got a hole in it so well worn. Um, so George doesn't fully commit to the bar business for 20 years. He works full time. At Railway Express Agency. Sounds like a place your father might have worked. Yes, he... <laughs> gladly for 42 years. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he works there until 1967. And between the workaday job and the bar is logging about the bar? 100 hours a week. He yeah. ran the bar while yeah. working at Railway? Yeah, between him, Gladys. Mr. Gale uh, yeah. Expressway? Oh 100 God. hours a week. 100 hours a week. Wow. Here's an example. Here, this, is, this is a barman who's working, who's just... Uh, just a working guy, man, a working person. Uh, one time he flies Gladys to Hawaii for her birthday and he stays behind, uh, you know, to keep working. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a day or two later, he catches a flight. Uh, he wants to go meet her for dinner. 
and he goes out to Hawaii, shows up for dinner, gives her a gift. What does he do? Jumps right back on a plane home that same night <laughs> to get back to Portland to open up the bar the next day and Holy keep it going. Holy hell. My God. I, I don't know if either of our spouses would be <laughs> terribly pleased. Uh, I think that would be the last time I either opened the bar or uh, talked to my <laughs> wife as my wife. Yes, I, I, I think that that would be it. So so George, uh, and, and this and this now comes for our man, our man Paul Pintrich. Uh-huh. He is he is a classic owner proprietor, uh, of which we featured many, uh, many times. If it's a great old bar, there's got some legend, some yeah. Sam Malone type. There's a captain man who's yeah. just uh-huh. it, the bar is not named after the person, but it is the per. And we're going to see this again at Horse Brass and other places we're going to mm-hmm. go to soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is Stanich's. Uh, so George, apparently he's a legendary arguer, uh, which Paul Pintrich describes as adversarial conversation. Uh, <laughs> and our man Paul first meets him in the late 50s uh, when he would stop by after working a swing shift. Uh, Paul was a journalist and all of this good stuff, working the crime beat at the Oregonian. He describes George standing at the end of the bar, smoking one lucky strike after another, holding court, (laughs) doling out burgers, and goading the customers into arguments. Later, George's son, Steve, says, oh, he'd hook him. He'd give him five or six beers, then reverse his argument. They'd get halfway home and realize they had one last point to make, come back, and he'd load him up with beer again and flip the argument. It's the jerk store. It's I gotta turn my car around and give him this line. That's great. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, anyway, the ten till one eventually becomes Stanich's ten till one, mm. and later just Stanich's. The original building was replaced with a near replica of it on the same site in 1976. Uh, it uh, it's had the same 1950s sports bar theme since they opened. Um, this place is a Portland institution, man. It's, uh, I'll, I'll run through quickly over some of the who's who's we, there's one very funny photo we'll post on our Instagram page. Uh, the Yugoslavian envoy once visited, um, and this was at the time in 96 was still a point of pride, uh, visited and posed for a photo with George and George's good friend, former Portland mayor and Oregon governor. Neil Goldschmidt. I've never heard of him. And uh, if you in the audience would like to look up Neil Goldschmidt, you'll understand why now that picture still hangs at Stanich's, but with a giant post-it note covering up Neil Goldschmidt. <laughs> it's a uh, 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 may not be the most graceful censorship, but appropriate nonetheless. Uh, oh boy, this guy needs a graphic designer to just sort of put a Seven Up machine over him or something. I like mean, there that, that's when you know. Your life hasn't quite worked out as when a black and white photo of you is your face is repl- your body is replaced with a post-it note. Let me go to the Tanya Harding bar and uh, uh, yeah, tough, you don't want to reach that look. point. Okay, less awkwardly, uh, none other than the greatest Muhammad Ali supposedly had a Stanich burger. Dan Rather once uh, stopped by on his way to the airport. Michael Jordan was known to buy a bunch of burgers when he was in town. Uh, no word on whether they were poisoned or anything like that. Um, and as I, uh, let's see, in 87, they open a second location, Stanich's West in John's Landing, which stays open for some 20 years before becoming what's now the Jolly Roger. Yeah. 
And uh, our man Paul Pintrich visits for the first edition in 96. He goes to Stanish's West, actually both times. Um, but in 96, he's there, gives a great report, uh, visits with George and Steve Stanich. And the following year, George dies at age, age 79, leaves the entire place to Steve, uh, his son, uh, Gladys Stanich. She passes away in 2002. And now we're firmly in the Steve Stanich era. And it's a good era. And, you know, but it's a complicated era. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. And that, uh, where do we, where do we, well, what happens uh, or how do we intersect with, with Stanich's? That's a great question. And, and thank you for kicking it to me. Yes. I, I, uh, um, have a more of an affinity for this bar than others, uh, because I think a lot of people know that I have a, uh, an enthusiasm for hamburgers and I always knew this as a hamburger bar. This is a place where my father would take me in the 80s and the 90s to get hamburgers before the Steve Stanich era. I didn't know that George Stanich was running this place. I didn't know anything about this history, but as a boy, uh, this was a hamburger bar. Had I asked any friends about Stanich's in my lifetime, they would have said, what the hell are you talking about? Because I just don't think that, you know, um, in the spring of even 2017, I would wager that uh, uh, Stanich's was pretty much off everyone's fucking radar. You know, I did. I feel. I feel like it was just a a, a, a place for hamburgers out on the east side. Well, I, I'll. I will say I'm a. I'm. I'm relatively new to the Portland area. Moved here in 2010. Yeah. And uh, I will say our good friend, mutual friend, Bill Clifford, once was there and said. You should go check out this place. I think you'll love it. Mm-hmm. It's old school. There's pennants everywhere. Uh, it's just this random kind of hole in the wall. There was nothing. It was, no. it was not a Mecca. And I went for the first time. I was like, holy shit. I'm, you're right. Yeah. It's old school. It's greasy spoon. I love it. Yeah. You, you know, you would. it felt like a family place to us. It yeah. felt like a, a place that my father and his father went to. But it was not any. I don't, I don't think back then there was anything where that was like. You must go here. You must stand in line. You must do all this stuff. Uh, you know, you'd occasionally get a classic cheeseburger roundup blog post that mentioned Stanich's, sure. you know, um, uh, and it would, you know, the comments would be, oh, yeah, that place. I, I've, I've heard of that place. Uh, but no one was lining up. Yeah. In fact, in um, uh, we've mentioned this uh, before in 2013 in the month of May, I ate hamburgers every day. I called it Ham May Burgers. Stanish's <laughs> was an official entry into the Ham May uh-huh. Burger uh, and uh, lineup. Um, and of course, uh, eating all those burgers ruined me, and I and I and I never <laughs> ate another hamburger. Um, so cut to yeah May. 2017 uh great a gentleman a great writer kevin alexander really really good good food writer Mm -hmm. um took it upon himself he he was um sort of tired of clickbait that never experienced the thing it was just dragging out old posts to you know you know uh and, and he took it upon himself to go across the country and eat Tons and tons and tons of hamburgers. He ate 300 hamburgers. Jesus. Yeah. And he, um, 
um, he compiled that into the top 100 hamburgers and writing, he was writing for Thrillist at the time. And he, uh, he took that list, said, these are the best 100 hamburgers in the country. Unfortunately, he rated those hamburgers. And at the end of the list at number one, believe it or not, was quaint little Stanich's (laughs) hamburger. Uh, and being called uh, the nation's best burger by not a small food blog like my uh, fledgling uh, Instagram account, you know, uh, by something that had a lot of readership, um, actually uh, brought a lot of people. And wait times immediately shoot up to uh, to an hour, to two hours, three hours, you know, um, for, for one hamburger. And we read that we saw this. You remember that yes. we were working in the same place together and yeah. we saw this article and we kind of had the ages. same, like, what was our reaction? Do we say, Oh, or do we say, Oh, we've got to get to Stanish. We haven't we been to Stanish. Well, I think we, in, we expressed, so uh, I think it was like, Oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. It was Good like, old Stan- I love sandwiches. Like, it's, huh. been, it's been ages. Why don't we go for, let's a great, let's just go for lunch. We were, I would say we were totally naive to what the impact was going to be. Cause we, because we damn well wouldn't know. It was a pretty far haul for yeah, lunch well, for, from where we were. us, south southwest, to, southwest babes. Yeah, the, yeah. T- the Tiger Triangle, absolutely. And so we, so we took an extended lunch hour, uh, as, as we were uh, like to do in, in our creative days. And uh, we went out to Stanich's. What, like a week or two after the article It was came very out? shortly after the article. And that's exactly what we found was... An extended, uh oh, sign on the door. You're going to wait a long time. We're very sorry. We, um, you, and, and you, before you come in here, you have to sign up for like a three hour wait time. Or yeah. Two oh, there was, yeah. Like it was that. a scene, man. And there was, yeah, it was just the clientele had changed from the last time you and I. Yes. Had been because when you put something at the top and you invite people out, uh, people are going to come. It you was know, your checklist. Gonna, exactly. Here, exactly. You know. You're uh, take my picture by this thing that yeah. somebody said. Anyway, that goes on for uh, six months or so, and then January 2018, like they're struggling. They're they're not struggling. They're they're grappling. You know, yes, exactly. They're through uh, a completely different new normal. Yeah. Um, and in January 2018, Steve Stanich um, says, "Hey, every year we go through a routine." two week shutdown to clean this place out. And he publicizes that on the outside of the building. He shuts the place down for two weeks and it stays closed for months and months and months and months. Uh, at the end of two weeks, it never reopens. Steve tells the Oregonian later on that the thrillist article was the worst thing that's ever happen to us um so it stays closed for uh you know through november through all the way from january all the way to november of 2018 and um around that time kevin alexander who wrote the original article on thrillist they publish a post and it's called i found the best burger place in america and then i killed it (laughs) and it is my favorite piece of food writing over the last five years even with all the pandemic stuff i i just think it is it is an amazing article, and we'll link to it. Um, it is about 
um, him giving context to where this article came from, like his, his hopes and dreams for, you know, doing something a little bit different, uh, him trying to wrap his ha- his head around what the hell happened with Steve and what the hell happened with, with putting this place at t- on the top and it never opening again and him reaching out to his colleagues to discuss this sort of chaotic lifestyle of restaurants and reviews and critics. And, um, uh, you know, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's a wonderful piece of writing. And if you, you know, there's this idea behind if you, if you celebrate or you excoriate and you, you have a loud enough microphone, you know, you can't help but change the thing that you're talking about. Right. And, um, well, this is the same thing Anthony Bourdain would go through with 100 places he visited. And that's exactly where I thought. Yeah. That's exactly where I thought was, was, you know, somebody trying to experience something small and, and unique and, and, uh, you know, integral to the community. Like all of a sudden you've, you've changed it and you've changed the community and you've sure. changed that, that piece that is, that is so important to it. Um, and and of course, you know, in bringing this up, the vultures come out. Of course, uh, um, things turn dark. Um, and I don't want to get too much into this, but but Willamette Week touches a little bit on maybe it wasn't the demand that that closed this place. Maybe it was something else. Um, things that that Steve was later acquitted of uh, things that, that, that he, you know, uh, denied uh, vehemently that had nothing to do with the the closing of of Stanich's. Um, that's a complicated deal because, uh, on the one hand, as I talked about in my, in my bet, this wasn't an off the beaten path place. This was a, no, this was already a long, a multi-decade Portland institution that had made George and the Stanich family very, uh, had made them a lot of money and they've been big donors to Pacific university, to local parks, to, yeah, it's, uh, it's not been a kind of, um, feeble operation open to location. Uh, so it's been a highly successful, no, and, but and they're in this neighborhood too, the Beaumont neighborhood that has grown up around yeah. them. That, that, yeah. that, that is not, you know, you look at the neighborhood now and you look at, you know, when, when Stanish must've started in the 60s, 70s, 80s, but it, there, it was still know? a hyper local, Hyper local venture that you and I saw with our own eyes 100%. definitely changed 100%. with this internet era. It had never been an internet darling. Like you said, it was always kind of an, the cla- the old school add on <laughs> yeah. to these annual lists. Yeah. There and were then it no Stanish Dive. The hearts. place yes. uh-huh. for everyone in the country who's into burgers yeah. to go. Um, I, yeah. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to see. Um, the internet and the forties, you know, like combined yeah. in, in, in this burger <laughs> shop. Um, so this happens all the way through 2018 and in March of 2019, uh, if you can remember back that far after a long, hard frozen winter, we start seeing some signs of life, some handwritten signs on the outside saying, Hey, Stanishes, we're slowly, but surely, uh, reopening. Uh, we have services six thirty to nine thirty, a couple of days a week. And so when we saw that, we thought things are going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Let's eventually get to this place. Hey, we've got a great idea. This place is coming back from the fire. We have a literal bar coming back from the fire and renters. Let's yeah. combine the two. And in February 2020, oh. uh, 11 months after that, you know, we said, let's combine these two. And we're going to go to renters first. And then we're going to go to Stanish's. And we scheduled that date. We scheduled that visit. 
Um, but we called as we, uh, if you can listen to the episode, we called the, the hotline, the voicemail and Steve said, uh, we've shifted our days and we're actually closed this day that you want to come out. And so we, uh, put, uh, Stanish on hold in late February, 2020. And we thought we'll get to this in March. Get you next week. Not a problem. Uh, and, and, and what could possibly have gone wrong? Um, I want to, I want to get to our visit, uh, of course, but just a couple of, of, of quick things. Um, if you link to the original article that, um, that, that Kevin wrote, uh, it actually goes to the link, uh, uh, forwards to another article that, uh, Thrillist put out called the best burgers in America. It's not the same article. It's 47 burgers across the country, oh. uh, alphabetized. Nobody is ranked. <laughs> And Stanich's ain't one of them, oh, believe boy. it or not. Um, well, I want to I want to just add this little story that I read. Please, the, uh, uh, because of all the interest, the adventure we had of trying to pinpoint when Stanich's was going to be open. Yeah, when we were trying to get there as part of our victory tour. Yeah, in the winter of 2020. <laughs> well, I, I came across this story uh, where where George is giving an interview. And he talks about his early days of running the 10 till one tavern and it's, it's a little sleepy and he says, you know what? No one's coming in. I'm just going to knock off and I'm just going to close early. And he talks about his immigrant father ripping him a new one <laughs> and, uh, and saying, quote, uh, this is all about closing. Like he's, his, his father's furious that he closed the bar and he says the first time it's easy. The second time it's easier. The third time you're out of business, and uh, that was uh, maybe an article. I don't know. It may have came out in like the '70s of George relaying this of like this. We've got it. We keep this place open all the time. So I read that and was like, that's a little ironic considering the troubles that would be would uh, be visited upon the upon the place uh, for many reasons. But um, lo and behold, sandwiches still stands, and it. Doors do open. Yes. And we went through them. And we actually went into them, uh, not in February 2020, no. but in July of 2021. Uh, wait, you might be listening to this thinking, hey, that's, that, that isn't now. Uh, yeah. We, uh, cut to the front of the episode where we talked about all of our troubles. <laughs> We're but, sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, We've also been going through yeah, a exactly. lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. You should <laughs> Talk to me about we empathize. my week article. That's <laughs> we empathize. Come out. Uh, anyway, uh, Alfredo, yeah. as we normally do, sure. Should we talk about yeah. the drinks? Yeah, let's this, just of, pretend this was just a normal old bar. Exactly. Yeah. So our first drinks we had, we both went with the Stanage Special Lager. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I remember either. saying. Like a I sweet kind of red lager or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. But then about halfway through it, you know, it's pretty fucking good. I uh-huh. thought we were thinking, hey, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we're going to get to the food. Please. Uh, I would be remiss if we didn't. But let's go. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, we're going to hold on the food. We're going to go to the bathrooms. As we always do. I like to review bathrooms. <laughs> And I'm fine with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We love you. There's lots of people in the stretches of the internet who also like to review bathrooms. I'll have you all know. Uh, Divebarbathroom.com. That's right. There's lots of them. Sin City Shitters. (laughs) We have a guild. Denverdumpers.com. Yeah. (laughs) 
we have a guild. Uh, well, <laughs> there are sad, dozens of us. Sad to say, I'm not going to tell you too much. The Stanich bathroom is nothing to write home about. It's one, one. I gave it one and a half, uh, one and a half urinal pucks on my five puck scale. Uh, highlights were uh, there were some notes written on the. Uh, Look like they're written on cocktail napkins, like telling <laughs> who to, which people to go, which place. Uh, you know, men or women. Um, and then they had an odd spelling, like a vertical spelling of rest, space, room. Which uh, you don't usually see as a rest, a true restroom. No. Other than that, the inside was just, it's got that, me, uh, the metallic truck bed kind of thing, going, uh, the toolbox in the truck. Uh, it was nothing. It was nothing. Right. Um, and then quickly, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to skip this. I'm going to go back to the interesting food. Please. Uh, there's a, something on there called the special. Yeah. 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 Would, you, speci- would you mind? you oh. You uh, might be best well, equipped to I'll, let us I'll, know about this. I'll read this post. I, I I couldn't I couldn't share my own thoughts, but I'll read this post from something called theburgerkingdom.com. Oh, oh, interesting. Uh, that reviewed it. I've uh, heard good uh, things as well. Uh, the special, um, the special is a is a is a hefty boy. Um, this uh, this is a ham and agar modeled after Sandy Hutt's Fat Man. Uh, you remember we went to Sandy Hut and Absolutely. then we went to, we hit the history of that and they had this burger called the Fat Man with 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 ham and egg on it, and 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 but Stanich just puts a red relish twist on it, which is a a different kind of dill relish. It's a it's a it's a it's a sweet red relish, which is their secret ingredient. That's why they've been around for eighty years in the hamburger. Thank business. you, Gladys. It's you know it's a two fister. You gotta commit to eating. Skip breakfast. Make <laughs> make a napkin game plan, and then walk around the tavern to digest this behemoth and the framed history seen on the there walls. You go. It's a great time to sit there and enjoy such a classic Portland burger. The joy of the Standish's burger is Standish's itself. You know, burgers are made right there. This is this is our favorite thing is that yeah. we got to see the burger made. Yeah, not many right, places right in front of us. And I will go through uh, the the top to the bottom, which everybody loves. Oh yeah, uh, and I know that you're that you're uh, uh, waiting for at the top is a sesame bun. That's a big time Fran's sesame bun. Uh, that's right on the top, and then some mayo mustard. And then cheese and classic ground chuck that we got to see fried right on the grill top. <laughs> uh, underneath that ground chuck is a slab of ham, which makes it the fat boy. A little bit of egg, uh, fried over hard, uh, and, and uh, bacon. A good bacon, actually. Onion, tomato, lettuce, that secret red relish. And then don't worry, underneath that is there is that. I know you're wondering. It's the second part Ooh. of the sesame bun. Don't Don't worry. Um, of course, in my uh, opinion, this gets a nine point three out of ten. It's hard. Uh, it's it's hard to 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 look past the history. It's delicious. Um, the only problem I have with it is that uh, right now it is, you know, I know pandemic prices. It's it's priced at ten fifty. Okay. Uh, without any fries. I remember this thing being about <laughs> six bucks back in my youth. <laughs> so uh, maybe my old man uh, uh, card is is showing. Uh, we sat at the bar and yeah. watched. Um, we're at the at the near the grill 
And um, I remember those uh, chairs at the bar being uh, a little bit wider. And then so that, that also <laughs> deducted a couple of points uh, that I believe, I believe the, the burger uh, uh, bars, uh, bar stools uh, um, uh, tightened up on me over the years. So uh, Stanish's has got, got a great, great burger still. And I remember us sitting there and the gentleman making the burgers I uh, can't remember. Maybe you can fill me in on his name uh, later on. But uh, that was Milos Stanich, uh, well, as it turns out. Oh my God! It's an actual Stanich manning the grill. Um, and there uh, another couple in there saying, "Boy, we haven't been in here in thirty years or something <laughs> like that." And the guy Milos said, uh, "Oh, I bet these taste exactly the same." And uh, and they said, "Yes, yes, they do." And that's that's the biggest tip of the cap I can give this place. What more could you ask exactly. for from a burger? So so God bless it. Get out there and try the burger. Well, Nate, that's all fine and good, Thank and you. we know the burger. Thank you. Is fantastic. I enjoyed one too. Uh, I don't always eat the same food that you do. I normally don't eat the burger, but it was fucking Stanich's. I also skipped breakfast and made a concerted eating strategy for that day. Uh, but yet, yet, this is a historic bar podcast, Nate. So we also have to talk about our experience from a bar perspective. Right. So I'm going to look back at my notes here because it's been a while. Uh, been a while. Let's go to our one of our favorite categories, would Paul Pintrich have recognized it had he gone back in the late July of 2021? He was last there in 2004, and he was there in 1996. I had it as 98% chance Paul Pintrich recognized everything there because I don't think Stanich changed anything but the ATM. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if they... Uh, if they had the pennants and they had burgers back when Paul went, yeah, they would, uh, they would write. Have we talked about the pennants at all? No, place? we haven't talked about it. it oh we just, I mentioned it was the sport, uh, fifties yeah. sports bar theme. Uh, yeah. I kicked it's it an amazing off being a sports of bar too. This place, th- there are, there are stalactites of pennants <laughs> hanging from <laughs> oh, this, from the sports bar. Great adjective. It, it is, it is an amazing cave of sports uh, history, current and and past. Uh, you could sit there for for hours. If you went to at college everything. anywhere, yes. Uh, if you've seen there. a pennant, you know if your college didn't have athletics. Yeah. It's there. Yes, exactly. Vassar <laughs> is hanging from the uh, from the the rooftops. It's it's uh, uh, um, it's what I remember being a kid. I remember that and a like a Pac Man sit down machine, which I don't think they have anymore. <laughs> no. um, but as as a boy, my God, I remember being there and I thinking like uh, we're gonna go to a ball game after this. This is this is like. <laughs> You should have like a sports stadium across the street because it is such. I the first time I went in there, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe all the old. Uh, have you as, ever seen another place like it? No. Yeah. And, and as a graphic design guy, as a branding guy, Jeez. oh, seeing all those old. I mean, they're frozen from like the sixties, seventies, eighties. The stare, and then and then you start seeing things that you had. You can find one that you had in yeah, your room, exactly. You uh, know, and like oh, I, that, that Blazers one I had, that Twins uh, championship. One I appreciate I it. it's it's not just Northwest, which is most places. No, in this. exactly. I have my alma mater, the University just, of New Mexico, is there. Yes, and uh, and it's an old school oh, uh, pennant from the eighties, old Vikings and Braves, uh, and yeah, and, pro and yes, random. That's uh-huh. just crazy. Yeah, I, it's my favorite part about it. 
Uh, I love it. Um, Mine too. In Paul's, uh, in Paul's book, uh, in his write-up in 1996, he describes the wonderful jukebox with the uh, Rat Pack era crooners on it. Still there. Still there. It's got a sign on like a napkin that says, <sighs> don't let your kids hammer these buttons. It's un- it was unplugged when we went in July of 2021. But oh, it was like Nirvana. I mean, it just only had Nirvana it was, and it Eric was Clapton. There. And, and it yes, still had the crooners. Mm-hmm. It still had, you know, all this stuff, you know... Uh, uh, whatever George Clooney's mom's name is. <laughs> oh, it's it's actually his aunt, and it's oh, Rosemary aunt. Clooney. Thank you, you, you <laughs> Philly Stein. Yeah, and such and such. Yeah, yeah and such and, such. and another woman uh, from the fifties. Uh, now listen, yeah. uh, 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 if the like the jukebox running. Uh, uh, what would you like? Would you would you want the jukebox right? Like, I don't yes. know. I don't know how to to think about this place in terms of, yeah. Because I remember a '80s Pac-Man machine, and it's not there. And so the jukebox there be, being there really, I don't care. I would rather see the the, the well. Pac-Man here's machine. here's the thing: is that when we went uh here in in July, there was a very narrow window. We didn't choose to go at lunchtime. That was when Stanich's was oh, open. That's a great point. Oh, this was at a, a two o'clock on or one forty on a Wednesday, Thursday, sure. or something, and they were adamant that we stopped the grill at two forty-five. That was it. It was just Milos running the whole place. Correct. And he's like, "I'm here from eleven to three, Jesus. but last burgers go on at two fifteen. God bless you, Milos. I, I I heard you talking about Steve, and I had the stupid question of, "Oh, do you know Steve? Is he gonna come? In? Do you know Steve?" And uh, Milos said, "Yeah, I'm his fucking son. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Milos. I'm Milos Stanich. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, I know how you fit in now. Um, uh, let's. And so so in in the bar." proper you know there's all these seats and and the and and the bolted the in counter bolted in stool like yep. a like an old lubies if anybody from texas is listening oh, they're not God. i pray i pray your job is to get people <laughs> from texas listening um but there's also stools. a banquet room yeah. oh on the yeah side. i've never i don't think i've ever seen that banquet room until we started poking our heads ah, uh, around as, as investigators yeah your plate? Well, well it was Miss Pac-Man yeah. and burgers. Yeah, <laughs> there was no. And then leave. What's a banquet? I don't. Yeah, know. I don't. I'm know. a kid. Yeah. yeah. But in the evening, I had only been to Sandwiches in the evening, and in fact, we forgot to mention we have been there with our wives. We went there on, on like a double date. We went there with our wives. We tried to go you somewhere tried fancier, to go to a barbecue place, and all they served was pork, and my wife wasn't eating pork. Yeah, back then. she did not have the special because there was ham on it. Oh, of course. Oh, she wouldn't eat the special. No. <laughs> or the bacon cheeseburger. But we had a great night there. That was the first time you and I had been there together. And, yes. Uh, yes. But I've only been there at night. And so, at, and this will, I'm going to oh, bring a question up later. Interesting. I've only been there as a nighttime place. I've been so, there only maybe majority of the time during the day. Wow. Well, that's wow. what this was. And Look it, at us. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. And so the jukebox. No, during the day, I wouldn't. But to have that kind of music on and still have that old jukebox, kind of neon illuminated jukebox, reminded me of a place in in San Francisco, uh, uh, North Beach called Tosca, which has opera on a jukebox. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. And, what you're uh, talking it's a great about. spot like that. I've never put a quarter into Tosca. No, I never have either. But uh, our, our man Pintrich, 
is great. He, everything he talks about in his, his books rings true. Uh, except uh, this is just a note of you've ever, if you've listened to this or read these books, he finishes his, his write up as always hung up on pizza and whether or not the place offers pizza, (laughs) will it? (laughs) And he's always, he's always concerned about whether pizza will be offered or isn't offered or will be. You go to Caramico <laughs> once in your books and all of a sudden everything pizza, pizza, pizza. The real pizza. thing with this guy oh, was, a, will, a, when is the Caesar. pizza coming or how is the pizza doing? Um, well. But no, this place uh, for us, I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. I, I just wrote, it just was good and cozy to sit at the bar. Is he saying that sports bars need to have pizza? Like, and you can't be a sports this, bar this, unless you have This guy has memories Jesus of the Christ. first time he ever tasted the delicacy, the Italian import delicacy of pizza pie at Caramico's. So it, it, it jarred something in his brain. Get over <laughs> he's, it. Listen. He's stuck on some pizza it's in the 60s. It's a place, man. Get over it. You're hung up from the 60s, man. <laughs> Well, no pizza still at Stanages. No, 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 not yet. But it felt so good to be there. I I just, I don't know, man. It was just that. I loved it. It was still Stanages. It was weird because it was. I loved it. The burger tasted exactly the same. Um, The memories of it were exactly the same. It did did feel a little bit dark and closed down and, and, you know, Uh, distant. Skeleton crew. Yeah, but but not because there were distancing people, just because I thought. um, the lights and certain lights weren't turned on or something. I, it, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't feel Could be. the same, but it felt exactly the same. If that makes any sense. At all. Well, there was definitely, a, there was definitely a, you know, like a, a den of older, uh, I wrote older, uncool patrons. Uh, there was, Hey, 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 which we just blended oh. right in. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was a far cry from that first time we went, uh, shortly after the thrillist article. And we went, what, the hell is going on? Jesus, and kids not, with their LL Cool J pants roll up and oh boy! I was going to say not to play the hipster card, you know. Oh god damn! But this was your old timers who knew, you know, Milos and the Stanich family. Uh, this was just kind of random neighborhood people who looked like they're maybe hard on their luck. Um, and there was like a basketball game that happened twelve years ago that was on the fuzzy TV. <laughs> Uh, it, did, it did have the um, one TV aspect of a sports bar from the 80s that yeah. I, I love. Yeah. It might, might be a flat screen or whatever, but it was still one on. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like, you, you know, the, the, the big owls where there's, you know, uh, TVs. Yeah. I everywhere. did not feel comfortable saying I would prefer to watch <laughs> oh, yeah. XYZ. Uh, do you know what channel the Braves game is on? <laughs> here's, uh, here's one. I already mentioned the fixed, uh, the fixed vinyl bar stools. Always a win. Uh, here's one thing that near and dear to me. There was only Five beers on tap. Jeez. Only five. There was PBR, Bud, Rainier, Coors Light, and of course the Stanich Special Lager. Um, that for me, I think this is the closest you're less ever. Less is more. I, yeah, I think less this is the is closest more. you're going to get. Yeah, to two beers on tap. I'm willing to go as high as three. The triple wow. option. I think this is the closest you're going to get to three Light, beers on tap. Regular, hoppy. That's it. Oktoberfest. Uh, you know, I will say, um, uh, Milo Stanich 
Uh, he's the only guy there, the only yeah. guy working. Uh, I wrote just a pleasant buzz of perfunctory politeness slash barely contained hostility. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought there was an air of I'm not going to put up with any shit. I haven't demonstrated that I'm not going to put up with any shit. But if you give me shit, I'm not going to put up with it. <laughs> uh, there is a nice... Uh, force field around it was this guy. it was like a uh you know first pitch fastball up and in yeah, yeah exactly uh, hey exactly just so you know don't we're lean all, in rolling around with our bats don't, don't <laughs> lean your fucking twee asses over the plate or i will fucking nail you you want uh, a pizza you go down the street you motherfucker <laughs> i i wrote in my notes i said this has to be a son and then later we confirmed it was a son that was great and i, I had no idea I overheard him saying, uh, you know, he was he was talking about his dad, Steve. And I, I, I do want to mention, I hope when this hits the air, uh, at the time we went in July, Steve was having some health problems. Great point. Uh, had been hospitalized. I haven't heard anything at the time that we're recording, which is September 29th. Um, Lord knows so when you you'll hear be it. Seeing this around Hanukkah. Sometimes. <laughs> but we, you know, for all the trouble, you know, shit, man. Steve Stanich, Stanich family. Fucking legends, and so we wish the best for Steve. But I heard it. I I heard Milo say, as he was talking casually to the other people, uh, the second you stand up to him, he's a great dude. Uh, in in reference to his dad, and you know, many of us out there in the audience, maybe we have fathers like that as well. But um, this was a great place. I mean, I just it was just great to be there. It was great to be there again. Uh, it's a classic classic hbtg entry it's a classic portland eatery uh-huh is it alfredo yes a classic portland bar fantastic it's the question of the night the question of the episode but is this a bar anymore is it a bar if it's open especially from 11 to 3 every day. Uh, there's an old school burger joint with a long counter and beer. Like, there's lots of places in Portland that serve burgers and I, you, know, you can get a beer. You can get a beer with anything in Portland. Now, yeah, you get yeah. a beer with your dog wash. I think Is I... It a bar? Uh, I think I saw a couple of liquor bottles out. There I is a I handful. wasn't going to ask Milos to make me a no. Long <laughs> Uh, Tom um, Collins, please. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, no, uh, I'm going to say no. I've never thought of this place as a bar. I've always thought about it as a, uh, a classic, classic restaurant. And I think that in the 50s and 60s, that kind of blurred the lines of working class guys coming in and 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 uh you know blowing off some steam i don't know yeah i would vote no i, what, I mean currently you, i say? think you'd have to say that yeah but for the bulk of its existence it's been a bar yeah it started as a bar they only added, they burgers, added the burgers just to keep to allow more bar business to happen it's fascinating and all to our earlier point of our perspectives i've only been there at night i've been there three times at night and so it felt like a bar, not like a, I mean, not like a rollicking, yeah. you know, bare knuckle fight bar or yeah. hook up with chicks bar. Right. It felt like it was just a bar, an old school sports bar-ish place. But I will say, going there, it definitely right now, 
definitely feels like a restaurant in which you can have some alcohol. Uh, we went to a place uh, in uh, deep on the west side, the Helvetia Tavern, which also to us did not really feel like a bar and that there was no th- threat of rowdiness <laughs> at any minute. And I would say Stanich's at the moment has no threat of rowdiness. Maybe there was not ever a threat of rowdiness. Is that what makes a bar? Uh, we don't have much time left to... What makes a bar a bar? Figure this out. Yeah. But um, I, 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 was, I say if it's rowdiness, there's a potential for rowdiness. It just needs to open later yes. and longer and for people to um, he, experience. You have to have people there to drink. Right. And that's maybe what we're missing from both Helvetia right. Tavern and sandwiches. They're there to get the we fucking there. awesome burgers. There are a couple old timers and then a family that came in. Yeah. Maybe um, a beer comes with the, but you're there to eat yeah. and maybe you'll have a beer with it. And, and I remember it as a place my father took me. And for you, that would absolutely qualify as a bar. But for me, yeah. <laughs> it's a family restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. For me, it is a place my father took yeah. me for a burger. It yeah. is not, not a bar. And, you know, I, I, I've never been there and not had a burger. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. So that, I don't know. But if you I've, lived above it, would you, you'd go down for a beer. Yeah, but I've know. been to Knob Hill Bar and Grill many times and not had not had the burger, and that's a yeah. burger bar, quote unquote. I have two, and I, and that's my favorite burger bar in Portland. It's yeah, my favorite burger spot in Portland. But we've gone there to drink exclusively as well. One hundred percent. So hmm. fascinating, fascinating question, uh, uh, listeners. Please, oh. please comment Way in uh, in the comments uh, and and send us your. You know who we are. Yeah, you know who we are. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm driving this Bronco down the highway. You should know who I am. Um, but, uh, we would love your opinions. So please call 1-800-HB-TG-666. All right. You're on the air, caller. <laughs> I'm listening. All right. Alfredo, after catching our white whale at Standish's, we need a little downtime. We need a little more sports memorabilia. We need a little Cooperstown. And at 50th and Halsey, Sinat's going to give it to us. Please tell us a little known fact about what some would call an outlier on our list. Sinat's little Cooperstown. Well, I don't fucking know. (laughs) There are none to be shared. Here's the I deal. Stumped him. Oh man. Here's I, the deal. I think I get a free burger. Here's the deal. Stump the Clavin. Loyal listeners, <laughs> and uh, and and to the good people at uh, Sinatzel Cooperstown. What a transition this is going to be. You know, <laughs> listen. I'm going to put it out there. Uh, first of all, we've mentioned earlier we are half-ass internet research, and we're based on Paul Pintrich's write-ups in these books. Who's also a half-ass internet Who researcher. also seemed to have... He also, he, <laughs> so, Sinatzel Cooperstown appears in his second volume, which mm, there's some places that he just kind of seems to shoehorn in there. <laughs> well, he doesn't do his due diligence, okay? Not to blame the shoddy carpenter blames his tools, but we're pretty shitty carpenters. Uh, and Paul doesn't even say... He just... There's no... We don't know when it's established. Uh, he just says it's been on the east end of the Hollywood neighborhood for as long as... 
we can remember. <laughs> as long as my as long as my publisher told me to add thirty bars into this new book, uh, and here I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, there's not a lot to know about Sonats, and I looked. Uh, I looked everywhere. As much as the internet, I did all the work I could do without went down to the line actually speaking to somebody. I was on microfiche. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I... I did will, you have something? No, I will add that uh, <laughs> the people we met at Sonats wouldn't be people we'd want to speak to about the history of the place. They seemed very new as well. In fact, unable to pour me uh, a boiler maker. Here, here's the thing. Oh God. God! Here we go. Nate's dying. Oh, somebody, somebody, take me out of here. Uh, well, listen. We know the building is old, yeah. and we'll touch on that in a second. Yeah. We know the building's old. We know it's been around a long time. It was a tavern called Sinats, and it was bought by this guy, uh, this <laughs> owner, who, according to the Pintridge <laughs> write-up, there was a guy named Sinats. He had a lot of sports memorabilia, yeah. and he wanted to open. He wanted a place to put it all. And essentially, Paul's right up in 2004 is just talking to the owner about all the sports memorabilia he has. Goddamn. And I'm sorry. It's just not, not, thrilling. Just not a lot of meat no, on the bone. Not, not thrilling. Just, uh, now, does this have anything to do with the uh, suburban chain called Little Cooperstown? No, they're unrelated. Unbelievable. And yet not, uh, don't seem to be litigious with each other. I would, I would sue the hell out of somebody if I was Sonat or suburban Little Cooperstown. But we went anyway. I have a friend who lives nearby. Okay. Uh, and I asked him, you know, before we go here, do you have any juice? Do you have any meat? Uh-huh, do, you have uh-huh. any, do you have any facts? Do you have any great stories about getting hammered at Sonat's Little Cooperstown? And he sent me a text, uh, and I'll read it uh, if you give oh, me if you give oh. me the time. Oh, could I yeah. have the time yes, to please. read the text verbatim? Oh, yeah, read it entirely. It's a shithole. Good burgers. That's what he sent me. He's lived in the neighborhood for twenty five years, <laughs> and that is the text that he sent me. It's a shithole. Good burgers. Uh, I don't know. I didn't have a burger. I was uh, on a diet at the time when I went there. Well, we like shitholes, so that is not a pejorative in our eyes. Oh God, no! I wish it was anyway. a shithole. Actually, yeah, it's I'd not say so it's, a, it's pretty. Nice. I'd say it's a shithole for somebody looking for a suburban little Cooperstown. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? Um, but not a Yamhill Pub shithole, which no, is my. No, no, that's that is a my. Uh, that is my my uh, gold standard of of shitholes. Um, I have a little known fact here of uh-huh. in 2011, the Stanley Cup made its way to Portland. Uh, and I actually saw it in Pioneer Square. It was brought to Pioneer Square, but one could have seen it at Sonat's Little Cooperstown, according yeah. to the Oregonian. It was on a list of here are the places that it's going you, to you go. You know, what the interesting thing about this but place it's not was a hockey it, bar. At any time. It, you, it was it was kind of a hockey bar. Uh, it ain't now. At one point, and uh, yeah, there was a minor league team uh, in Portland. It wasn't the Winter Hawks, uh, but it was a hockey bar for a little bit. But that seemed to just be a short-lived deal. Anyway, we went. It's in the book. Oh, we did we it. Go. We did it. We entered. We had a drink, and we left. And again, our apologies to Sinat's, Uh Full disclosure. Do we uh, have anything going on in our lives yeah, at the time? Yeah, my poor son was like vomiting or something. As soon as we got there, uh, I was getting... It's a pretty long haul from where we live. We got there, and normally we 
the bars, <laughs> it can look like a shitty bar. Two to three beers in, and suddenly the bar starts opening up like a beautiful flower. God damn. These are the escapades of two hip dudes <laughs> who love to See also the Yukon Tavern. Yeah, uh, love to travel. Uh, Bill's <laughs> Steakhouse. And we thought maybe give it a little time. Give it a little line. Of you know, course, of course. The fishing parlance. Of course. Uh, no, my poor, my poor toddler son was sick. I basically had to slam down a very... Very good Philly. Uh, 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 the food my looked beer. fine, the thing that came out. And then again, and the hell out I would go back to my friend's text. It's a shithole good burgers. <laughs> I, I didn't have a burger here. Uh, I would love to, uh, Sonats, if you want to invite I think we'll us go back. back. I think we should go back I mean, off I, the I clock. I think so, too. I think so. We go out back off the clock. And back after pandem- pandemic, I, I remember being masked up and there being people outside. Yeah. Not a lot of people been wanting to sit in inside it, back then. It, we it was a weird time. What, uh, I'll, you know, what I'll say is I looked we'll at... We'll put our uh, hockey jerseys on. You know, We'll put yeah. our new Kraken, Seattle Kraken there jerseys on. Yeah, and, that'll and we'll, be good. We'll watch a game out there. I, I will say, Sonats... Uh, Many reviews mention the owner, Tony, uh, very positively. Uh, seems like a good local place. Uh, you know, I, hey. I will say this about it. If you were looking to play video poker or, or any sort of slots down there, they looked to be having a great time. The people that were playing in that far room uh-huh. uh, were playing video poker or Oregon Lottery or whatever it's called nowadays. Uh, they looked to to be to be uh, knowing each other. They looked, looked to be a community there. Uh, anybody there winning, willing to drink and eat uh, didn't seem to know each other at all. Well, but, but everybody playing video poker uh, seemed to know each other I, and be having uh, a good time. You know, was a, there was a good crowd there, but I I described it as a kind of a perfunctory vibe. Like you only ordered at the bar, and there wasn't anybody like sitting. At, there wasn't like bar din and chatter. No, I remember I, I described it as kind of like a. I hate to say Seinfeld soup Nazi, but it was kind of a, you stepped up one small, you know, bowl of mulligatani, please, and stepped. I, I, yeah, I remember trying to sit at the bar, but there was somebody who was outside, but also wanted to save their seat at the bar, and we couldn't sit at the bar. I was like, oh, okay, man, I'll just go shoot myself in the street. I don't want to have anything to do with this place. <laughs> I think uh, so it, it was a foul, foul uh, 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 mode a, that we're in there. It was a little hard there. to kind of like, Sit in and ah, yeah. just get casual and stretch out. Uh, it seemed like what it did you have to drink, by the way? Oh, did oh, we talk oh about that? I had. Uh, 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 oh yeah, I never forget a thing like that. <laughs> oh, there we oh, go. Sonat's Sonat. Uh, you know what? Sonat's uh, Patolitan. We each had a shot of Jim Beam. Yes, and uh, you had a Coors Light, and I had a High Life. Hey, so kudos. Hey, high Life. Kudos to Sonat's for having High Life. You know, if you get hams in Beautiful. there, you're going to go two notches up on, on my, my uh, ranking. Yeah, the food, there was there was, Good there food. was interesting food. There was like hot pastrami, brats. You don't see brats very much at bars. There should be more bars with brats. Never. Any Everyone should have a hot dog. Yeah. Pork uh, wings, build your own dog. The dog was a center yeah, part the, of the... the dog. I remember the food saying... Yeah, I don't peanut butter that. burger. I don't know where you stand on... Peanut butter burger? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm um, pass. It's a, oh, it's pa- a hard, hard pass. pass. Hard okay. pass. Yeah. I, I think it's a foolish uh, um, uh, trend that somebody uh, started and then everybody else jumped on. And I won't say who started it and who else jumped on it because I have a business to 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 uh, <laughs> to, to keep. Uh, but anyway, no hard pass on peanut butter burger. Um, 
Okay, so interesting food, and that's what we had to drink was a, 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 a make your own boilermaker. Yeah, boilermakers. Um, and then, what do you think about? Uh, did you make it to the men's? Did we stay did. long I, enough to yeah, make it? To the men's oh, well, room? even if we were there for five minutes, I'm going to make my way there. Uh, I gave it two and a half pucks, so more than Stanages, uh, mostly because they didn't have that metallic toolbox shit all over the walls like Stanages did. Otherwise, there wasn't much to. It wasn't. It was down a weird hallway. Like you could take a left into some like cooler, or <laughs> you could take a right into the restroom. Uh, and it, 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 there's not a ton I'll say about it. Yeah, it had a big uh, kind of giant spring-loaded door. <laughs> uh, you know, there was enough. To, there was a few little things that caught my attention. I remember thinking that. If the whole bar was the hallway to the bathroom, I'd be very, very Yeah, happy. the hallway was kind of I liked a, the a little hallway. kooky. Yes. A little kooky. But it wasn't the bathroom, nor was it the bar. It was a, a weirdo, uh, uh, you know, safe zone of the, of the place. It was a weirdo, you know, neutral, yeah, neutral and I, zone. You know, our Wood Paul Pintrich recognize it rating. I just wrote, yeah, sure. I don't think he would <laughs> want to recognize. I don't think he would... He could go in the next day after writing about it, and I don't think he would he would recognize it because this feels like a um. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sonat, little Sonats, I'm sorry. Um, uh, this feels like filler to a book that he was obligated to. Write. It didn't seem like Paul did the place. Uh, if it was a historic bar, he didn't spend a lot of time digging into it, much like we didn't. So right, we followed on suit. The legend, yes, exactly. Like Paul Pintrich, we too. We love a torch. Uh, had you ever been here before, Nate? Yes. Uh, this was uh, again near my friend's house, and I remember um, uh, many a night. Uh, not many a night. Uh, a, a couple a night. Um, just stopping in here before you know. I didn't want to get to a party too early, or you know, I wanted to keep the party rolling after I went to this place. Uh, to to my friend's house of stopping in here and yeah. um it was um when you walk in drunk already it's 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 okay yeah, sure. you know it's okay when you don't have to do the song and dance of please stop here and order before you sit down nobody's going to yeah. help you um, um it was it was okay yeah you know you know my favorite place my favorite part of this place was um, when we walked out and we saw that there was like a corner door that had been boarded and painted up, yes. uh, that was, you know, from an old timey saloon type, type situation, yeah. the corner, corner door, I thought, wow, this place could well, have been something there, if it embraced is, this corner. Door. There is something to that. And I, I, I want to go on the record as a full disclosures. I'm an honest man of integrity in this podcast. I know you are. And I, I've been here two times before that time we went. Two times. And because I used to play adult kickball. Uh, at a nearby park, I think it's Normandale Park or something, and, and that isn't children's kickball. That oh is, no, that it's is fierce no, no. Oh, really. adult drinking kickball. Yeah, sure. And the second time I was there, oh for forty two, the, uh, uh, the season I was playing. My with. team and the team we were playing were victims of the bar's very early closure. Oh, uh, their early closure policy, where they do last call at like nine forty five, <laughs> they close at ten or something. Boy. And six years ago, I was extraordinarily angry. That on a Monday night or whatever, they would close at 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and we were all furious. And the bartender hated us. And we hated her. Sounds like a fight. Now I, I would 
I'm so grateful. I'd be so grateful for a place that sent me home. And, It'd uh, win you points. Oh, you'd no. Be, yeah, well, it's be, what a sensible yeah. bar. Uh-huh. Uh, but I hadn't been back in a while. But yes, as we were leaving, as we had to hustle out, mm-hmm. um, the architecture was interesting. And that caught my eye. Where I hate to say it, so little caught my eye inside. We're uh, waiting for something. We didn't even, you know, we didn't even go over the sports memorabilia with a fine tooth. Just because we glanced at it, it was like, yeah, this is yeah, standard it's just kind of you know, you know, old Sports fine. Illustrated, old and sport. yeah, 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 that's yeah. Fine. yeah. Yes, talk talk to me about well, leaving. The place just the you know, no, we just we leave the building. We just notice it's there's this you know, this is something maybe we've talked about a little bit. Some of the bars still have it. An angular entrance of these old buildings, yes. where the entrance of the bar. Uh, like is a 45 degree angle to the That's curb architecturally. Incorrect. See also Sandy hut. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that is, that's the entrance, that angular entrance that I don't know what we haven't done enough research to understand why every building of a certain age had that kind of entrance yeah. with a ramped, the little ramp to go up to it. Uh, but that's how, and you could tell that uh, Sanat's used to have that. And for whatever reason, years ago, they shuttered that, but didn't like pave over it completely. Just put like no. painted over plywood over no. it. Didn't bring the building to a, a 90 degree point. No. <laughs> you know, just, Left the original yeah, building yeah. and then just slid the entrance onto the side uh-huh. where it is now. And as I wrote, I mean, it was clearly that was the original entrance that moved the side. Why? Does anyone care? I'm not sure. We do, damn it. And, I, and, I, and if we, we get a sponsor, we will make sure that uh, season two or season three, whatever season we would be on, focuses uh, three hours, uh, Ken Burnsian documentaries yes. of <laughs> angular, architecturally incorrect, 45-degree <laughs> doors. I've always wanted to be a bar architect. Uh, a bar architect, you... yes, of course. <laughs> oh, I keep applying to bar architect. They're like, oh, no, we're looking for more of a dog architect. I've always uh, wanted to, be, not, always wanted to pretend I was a bar architect. Um, I just finished my notes. Describe, I said, I mean, it's as good as Paul documented it, which is basically just him describing a guy who has a lot of sports memorabilia. Decides to open a bar to hold it all. A really bizarre lack of backstory for what is normally a great book of micro-memoirs about bars. So, Sinats, we would love to come drink again. We will put you on our list. We know you're old. We'd like to learn your history. Maybe there's some catacombs or some weird shit. We'll talk. Uh, well, I think that's just about it for us there, Alfredo. It's closing time in the old HPTG studio. They're putting up the old bar stools on the tables. So we got to get out of here. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at History by the Glass and follow us and subscribe on uh, whatever you're listening to right now Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, anywhere else that fine podcasts are sold. Uh, and we're there too and on behalf of Alfredo Moreno my name is Nathan Miguel and it's been so so good to be back after all of these years my god please tip your bartender